Hello, I'm Emma Louise Coffey and you're welcome to the Dairy Edge, the Chagas Dairy Podcast. We're bringing you the latest information, insights and opinion to improve dairy cow performance. On our first show, we will focus on spring fertiliser and fodder. I'll be speaking to Brian Gary, nutrition expert from Chagas Moorpark and dairy farmer John Leahy. But first, I caught up with David Wall, research officer from Chagas Johnstown Castle, to discuss fertiliser strategies for the new year. As we come into January, um, we need to start considering uh, the first round in terms of when cows are being turned out, uh, when grazing is going to happen, and then how we're going to align a fertilizer program with that process. So starting off, uh, most intensive dairy farmers in particular uh, will begin grazing in early February. So to get the grass going, uh, to get um, growth happening once soil conditions uh, improve, so soil trafficability improves and soil temperature in particular uh, goes above five, six degrees, grass will start growing. So we need to input then some nitrogen fertilizer in terms of a first round, commencing possibly to start uh, the, the end of, of January, last week of January, if soil conditions allow, but certainly the first uh, half of February in terms of usually about a, a half to a quarter of a bag uh, of urea in the first round. That will stimulate growth, it will stimulate greening in terms of the grass and uh, help uh, growth to commence. Alternatively, um, uh, guys may come out and start with, with your half bag of urea in the first round, but there's an alternative there in terms of slurry in the tank. So where tanks are full, um, most farmers will try to get out some slurry once the season opens. Um, um, in, in the different zones, so the 12th of January in the south uh, and maybe uh, later in February uh, up in northern zones. Um, it's a good idea to get slurry out uh, in that first round. It provides both NPK, so it's a, a complete nutrient solution in terms of grass and that will kick off helping to get some needed P and K out there in the first round. Um, obviously, you would uh, push that towards the lighter covers, so the last paddocks that you closed um, the previous year, um, and that helps to offset some of the expensive chemical fertilizer that you might put out. In terms of, of moving forward then, so you have slurry or, or, or urea in the first round, um, moving on into the second round then, um, the, the paddocks that maybe you didn't get slurry out in the first round uh, you would think about getting slurry out on, on those. Alternatively, uh, a compound fertilizer. So we're talking about uh, first week of March in terms of a second round. Um, there, a uh, two-to-one type product in terms of uh, K is to phosphorus, so potash is to phosphorus, so an 18.612 type compound is ideal in the second round. You have high enough nitrogen in terms of 18 units of nitrogen per bag, um, and you have enough P and K, especially phosphorus, the, the P in that compound is critical in terms of grass growth early in the season when soils are cold, soil temperatures are a little bit lower, and that really helps to kickstart uh, growth rooting of the, the plant, uh, which is going to, to correspond to increased yield. That early grass obviously is cheaper feed. It's critical in terms of getting cows turned out and being able to sustain that turnout in terms of grass growth and, and feed quality. So compound in the second round, either with the slurry tank or with the compound fertilizer, is really, really critical. 
So, David, you mentioned slurry. You know, slurry is a good source of nitrogen, phosphorus and potassium on farms. Can you quantify, so farmers are generally spreading two and a half to 3,000 gallons of slurry in the spring. Can you quantify the level of these um, nutrients available in the slurry? Okay, if we think about a 1,000 gallons of good quality um, cattle slurry, so 6% dry matter would be pretty typical. Uh, obviously, the, the, the dry matter will drop if you're importing uh, water to, to agitate the tank. But on average, cattle slurry runs around 6%. That's going to supply um, in, in units uh, per, per acre about 6 units of nitrogen, about 5 units of phosphorus and about somewhere between 25 and 30 units of potash or potassium. So uh, it's equivalent to um, a bag of 6530 equivalent. So as you've said, um, most farmers are spreading between two and a half and 3,000 gallons uh, per acre uh, in the spring in terms of that first or second round as as they may choose. So that's supplying, uh, in essence, somewhere around 15 units of of nitrogen, somewhere around 12 units of phosphorus, and somewhere around um, 18 to 20 units of of potash. So it's equivalent to a full bag of 18612, really. And uh, that's quite valuable in terms of, of uh, if you were to buy that through, through chemical fertiliser. So it equates to somewhere around €20. Euros. And as you see, farmers should be targeting their lighter covers with their uh, slurry in the spring. In terms of chemical fertiliser, you mentioned urea. So this is the product farmers should be spreading in the first couple of weeks of the fertiliser season. Yes, I suppose in terms of a nitrogen source, obviously can and urea, now protected urea, is in the market. However, in terms of the first round, uh, urea is a safe and and trusted product um, for for nitrogen. Uh, Urea is safer than than can or calcium ammonium nitrate because uh, it uh, it has less nitrate uh, being applied directly to the soil. Nitrate is is the one uh, nitrogen source that can be leached. So in heavy rainfall and wet soils in spring, obviously we don't want to be putting in large quantities of nitrate. So urea, safer, it it has to be broken down from from urea into ammonium, and that ammonium will stay in the soil for longer. Um, Obviously, as grass growth is is slower in that spring period, it takes a longer time for the, the grass to accumulate or assimilate that nitrogen and take it up for growth. And David, what sort of response should farmers expect from nitrogen in the spring? Overall, um, there will be a lower response to nitrogen in the spring. Obviously, growth rates are are lower um, uh, per day. However, a respectable uh, spring growth rate would be about 10 uh, kilograms of of, of grass growth per one kilogram of of nitrogen input. Um, Obviously, as soil conditions and uh, temperatures improve, that will push right up to somewhere around 30 uh, kilograms of grass growth on average to one kilogram of nitrogen input as we move into the mid-season. So uh, somewhere around 10, 10 is to one. And finally, David, what are your top three tips for fertilizer application this spring? Okay, in terms of the top three, one is develop a plan. So have your soil samples done um, and your plan put in place so that you know where you're going and and you have uh, selected the right products. Have your urea and your 18612 in the yard ready to go. 
and thirdly, utilize the slurry to its maximum effect, target the paddocks with the lowest P and K, that's the biggest value in terms of the slurry, and try to get that slurry out in either the first and second round on a staged program. David Wall from Chagas Johnstown Castle, many thanks. Now, let's hear from the farmers. Each week on the show, we will be speaking to dairy farmers from around the country to find out about challenges and performance on their farms. John Leahy is a dairy farmer from Athean County Limerick and he forms part of the Chagas Heavy Soils programme. And despite farming on challenging land, John is achieving high performance from his dairy farm. I asked John what he is doing to prepare for the upcoming busy calving season. Um, I suppose uh, just getting everything ordered in uh, for the spring, mainly uh, just um, you know supplies, pre-caver, um, you know, anything that I may need that I won't have to leave the yard for calving pins, the usuals, make sure the calving camera is working and just getting other things ready, farm roadways, you know, touching them up and things like that, you know. And when do you start calving, John? Uh, calving, uh, first calf due the 10th of February. 10th of February. So, and, and then from then, like what proportion are calving in February and March and so on? Yeah, there would be probably 70 calves in February. And generally in my six weeks, there would be there would be uh, nearly 90% calves in the six weeks. So there would be just a handful in for uh, April, maybe maybe 10, you know. Okay, so very very busy for February, March period. Yeah, the, the first three weeks is really, okay. you know, the pressure's on the first three weeks. And in terms of the, you have a lot of cows calving, so in February, early March, uh, when do you hope to get out to grass with the cows, John? Uh, generally, I try and get them out as soon as the conditions low. Uh, but because it's a heavy farm, that can be... You're lucky if you can get out in February. Generally, you don't really get out until f- first week in March at the earliest. In saying that, last year I got out you know, for 12 days grazing in February. Probably got 10, 15 acres grazed off, you know. Where you can't get out to grass in February, uh, are you feeding? Are you feeding pit silage or are you bales? Uh, generally, I keep surplus bales uh, for the spring. You know, for February period. There's a lot of grass on the farm now going into the, the spring, so it's going to be difficult to get slurry out. I, I generally wouldn't be able to use a tanker, but I might, you know, get the card on light, lighter covers. You know. Many thanks to John Leahy for joining us. Early housing last autumn means that our winter fodder is in short supply on many dairy farms this January. Brian Gary, nutrition expert, gave us some tips on how to stretch silage until turnout to grass. Big problem this year on a lot of farms that I suppose cows are housed a lot earlier. And even though large quantities of silage are made on, on most farms across the country, those the supplies have been quickly diminished and in some places second cuts weren't achieved at all. So I suppose it is going to be a big problem for the next few months. Our advice would be, I suppose, even at this late stage of the winter, still reevaluate and keep an eye on your forage supplies. Check how much silage you have left, check how much you have used and check how much your, your rate of usage is. So how many bales a week are you using or how many blocks a week are you using for your cows or your cattle? And um, I suppose from that, then work out how long that'll last. From there, then I suppose you can, if you have a deficit and you, you know you're going to run out, you have options that are available to you at the moment to make sure that you would get through until um, the time that you want to, to plan to have your cows out of grass. That date will differ depending on the farm that you're on. Our advice would be that you would plan for your magic day. And then maybe even if you're in a wetland area or a late area, maybe leave it a week or two after that and plan for that because the last thing we want to do is have no long forage available to cows on the farm. And I suppose we don't know how bad or good the spring will come. So we need to 
plan for the worst and hope for the best and that's our, the best advice we can do on that just on the feed options available for farmers in that situation obviously things like rolled barley are very uh, competitively priced and they will uh, do a lot, lot for uh, suppose meeting the energy requirements of cows in terms of protein native beans uh, maize distillers and I suppose soybean meal are competitively priced this year from that point of view uh, and they are I suppose good good values in terms of their straight value uh, other things I suppose that can be done I suppose soy holes was a go-to product in other years but prices and, and, and supplies have been limited this year so we may not be as competitive from that point of view this year so we need to make sure that on farm that I suppose we are meeting requirements but uh, just I suppose from that point of view I suppose you need to plan out and make sure that you have enough to get through until your, your magic day or a bit after it That's it for this week's episode of The Dairy Edge. And my thanks to David Wall, John Leahy and Brian Gary for joining me. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. And for more information, go to the Chagas website at chagas.ie. I'm Emma Louise Coffey. Join me next time for your Dairy Edge.